0: Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Well, Villa certainly didn't live up to that billing at Anfield with a 3 0 loss to Liverpool. We'll get to that in a moment as Frankie adds the chili to proceedings for today's spicy question. But first things first, as ever, Frankie, how are you?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I don't really know why I watch football, to be honest with you. I, I You know, I think. Mark Lawrenson doesn't love football and I don't either you know you know um, what
0: it's been it's been a while since I've heard that Lawrenson impression which goes <laughs> to, to show how good Villa have been for the past yeah. six months
1: during the Gerard era it was every single week it wasn't literally it? was every single Frankie week. how are you doing well you know I don't even know why I watch football to be honest with you um now I'm doing all right I was on the claret and blue podcast earlier oh, with good. Dan Rowlinson and we did the live post match, fantastic. we great guy, love top podcast, and um, just a shame that my my debut on that was for a game where Villa got absolutely cream crackered. But uh, yeah. but yeah, we uh, but it was yeah that was good, and I recommend people to go listen to that. Um, it was sort of the instant reactions of the game, I guess. But uh, but yeah, George, I mean, um, I've had you know I've had a bit, few more hours now to let it all sink in um you know like Elon Musk when he carried that sink into Twitter thinking he was really funny in fact he's the least funny man he's ever lived but George
0: what did you think I'm gonna ask you what did you think of the game um uh, well Frankie I mean I've said this every time that we we do the show when we've been beaten I I always I, I it's always a struggle to try and just lift myself to 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 bring myself to sort of discuss it really but um it was uh, it was a it was a tough watch, uh, really. I think I think what's what's um, quite gutting about it all is is that you know ahead of the show we were talking about how I was hoping we would be competitive in in the game, how I felt this season we would be competitive against the top teams, and you know two of the top teams we've now played. Granted, they've been away from home. We've really been second best, and there's been no real complaints about that, which has been a shame, and almost like a carbon copy to the Newcastle result. We start really sluggishly, you know, second to every ball's um, misplaced passing, um, inviting Liverpool to basically play their game the way they want to. And within you know a couple of minutes, we're one nil down away from home at Anfield. And you just think, like like at Newcastle, really, at like St James's Park, and you're just like, oh god, it's going to be it's going to be a long afternoon, isn't it? And again, it's it it's it, it, it did feel like Groundhog Day when Diego Carlos a la Tyrone Mings went off injured mm. quite early into the first half as well. And that that is disrupting clearly. Um, but we never really aside from the occasional half chance, Allison was barely tested. The only chance only mm. chance I can really think of was Matty Cash's header in the first half, where Allison was kind of well positioned to to save that and push it out for a corner. But they, those chances were few and far between. So my overwhelming sense of the game is just one of kind of disappointment that we weren't mm. able to to reach the heights that as Villa fans we've kind of been hoping that we we can do in all of our games. Mm. Um, yeah, no complaints about the result at, at all. You know, Liverpool even had chances to to make it to make it worse than it was. So yeah, um, disappointing. I think on. Kind of individual players, and I don't I don't like particularly calling individuals out because it is a team game, and I don't mm-hmm. think anybody really covered themselves in glory at all. But I think we were really exploited down the left. I yeah. thought Luca Dean really struggled. Yeah. Um, you know, balls played past him, through him, over the top of him countless times, and it left us exposed. A Shabalai sort of put him on his bum a number of times. Uh he he, he did look quite uncomfortable. And um Torres, unfortunately, we have talked about his his inability in many ways to compete physically. Uh, I thought with the front three of Diaz, Nunez, and Salah, he was always going to struggle with the physicality that they can bring, which is what happened. I d- I've yeah, you know, I'm not criticising his his ball playing ability, although in this game, I think he did struggle with the ball at his feet too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. A lot, lot of misplaced passes, poor decision making, hanging onto the ball far too long than he needed mm. to um maybe that's a that was a tactical issue that he wasn't able to find an outlet perhaps uh to give him a bit of credit but um but yeah i i think if i think he you know if you asked him he'd probably admit that he had a bad game today so yeah um disappointing into the week um and yeah as i said disappointing given the fact that we were hoping to be competitive and and ultimately we we just didn't really turn up which is a shame um Frankie, what was your assessment? Well, you know, I'd have to agree with that, really, George. You know,
1: I think, uh, yeah, um, you know, the big question before the game was, can Aston Villa cope without Mings playing a high line in a high pressure environment away from home? Now, we'd seen it against Newcastle that it collapsed in the second half, and I thought, well, still think there was a bit of a freakish element to it in that Mings got that horrendous injury. How Torres is making his Premier League debut. It was the first game of the season. Diego Carlos. Yep. Diego Carlos hasn't played for a year. All all of it was just like the conditions were there for it to be like, to kind of end up like that. So, you know, Villa bounced back incredibly well with all these wins we've had, like, you know, winning by big margins, looking really good. Um, And then at Liverpool, that, you know, the question now was, okay, Villa are not going to be the side who are more dominant in possession and we're going to play a high line against a team of incredible attacking players, better than what Newcastle has. Yeah. And we didn't pass the test. You know? Um, And without Mings there, that was always a concern for me before the game. You can go back and look at my, you know, much maligned tweets to say before the game, <laughs> you know, uh I'm not, you know, I think that it would be. My prediction was it would be an open game. I predicted three two either way, and to be honest, it could have been two goals for Villa, seven for Liverpool. Yeah, Um, and that um, I I just wondered the test would be can Villa cope with that Mings and and playing this high line, and uh, it just didn't work against Liverpool. I think now I think it could have worked. You know, you compare it to May where Villa played the high line. And we were fantastic. Liverpool were really disrupted by it. And what happened all the way through that game was John McGinn was constantly sticking on Ty- on uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, never allowed him to get playing. And then on top of that, Villas were just, you know, it didn't concede a silly goal early and were able to sort of then, you know, dictate a bit more and put the pressure on Liverpool that Liverpool felt they had to somehow break the hard line and were constantly getting stressed out enough that they kept getting caught offside. It was, it was a really good display but we you know, in that game we had the likes of Jacob Ramsey, Tyro Mings, Ashion was there as well. You had um, you know, uh, Moreno played as well. And all of those players are missing today. And then, you know, Diego Carlos, another quite physical player, is is out, it gets injured. So I think there that is quite a big loss. And I do I do think Villa deserve a little bit of a like recognition for that. Um, But I think, you know, if you're going to Anfield, don't concede a silly goal early. Yeah, And Villa did that. And like once, you know, Pau Torres, I think, got put under a lot of pressure early on. And I think, you know, I'm not in his head. I I can't see what he's seeing. So I don't know what he should have done really. I mean, maybe just get rid or pass it back to Martinez and let him get rid. Instead, he tries to take on Salah, who makes that tackle, leads to the corner and then Sobersley, you know, takes a great hit. It's a great goal but he was he had the freedom of the park you know there was no one on the edge of the area there was no one sort of picking him up so it was it was like um just it was sl- it was a sloppy opening 5 minutes and at anfield if you give them that early goal mm. your mentality for the rest of the game is well we somehow got to get back into this and very easily you know liverpool then aren't under any stress at all because they're like well we don't need the goal now we've got it and we can just wait for our moment and um you know i mentioned Trent um, having too much space and time for the second goal again, acres and acres, and he just knocks a lovely ball over the top as as he will do to Mo Salah, who you know gets past Dean, ball in, you know, and then the Matty Cash own goal, and so and then but on top of that, you know, you had whilst Villa were, you know, it felt a bit sloppy and too casual, it also felt like the chances we did create because Liverpool's defense is vulnerable. And they are going to get caught out quite a bit this season. The chances we created, we didn't take. Yeah. You know, McGinn had a good chance and, like, all right, I, it was a tough one to score, but he should have got it on target. Mm. But then, not long after, a fantastic pass from D- Douglas Suiz out to Luca Dean, a good ball across, mm. and, Luke and Leon Bailey and Ollie Watkins can't work out between them who's going to take the chance. And that, I, I think, summed up the game where it was like no one was able to just take, you know, I don't
0: know, take, take no, responsibilities... G- G- Cole- Goals change games, don't they? And yeah. you know, it, it feels if we went into halftime two-one down rather than two-nil, mm. you kind of feel that you know that's something to hang on. That's something to yeah. to, to to hang on to in the the second period and, and try and push on from there. You know, it breeds confidence. The fans get behind you, and all the rest of it. It, it does make yeah. a big difference. And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I was really frustrated with the chances that we missed. I mean, we rode our luck a lot of times as well. Granted. Mm. Um, but, but, yeah, you, you think you know you know, you know you're not going to get that many chances at Anfield, really., mm. uh, I know they play very high press and expansive football, and that gives them plenty of chances and can expose them. But generally speaking, at Anfield, you're going to find it difficult to score goals as well because as a team, they're just a very good team. Hmm. Also, what I would say is this year, I think Liverpool will be a different beast to how they were last season. They'll be better, yeah. They'll, they'll do better. Like so, Diaz, Nunez, who, you know, came last year and have taken some time to kind of settle in. I think that settling period is is... You know, has happened now. They've had a hot, hot pre-season. and they're on a fifteen-game unbeaten streak. And they are on a fifteen-game unbeaten, yeah. unbeaten run. We know their record at Anfield is fantastic. I think we said yeah. last week the last time they were beaten there was by Leeds last winter, I think. So you know, just just you know, winning at Anfield is 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 very very difficult. You know, getting getting a draw is is like a win, really. Mm. Um Yeah, and we weren't able to do that again. I think it goes back to the fact it's not it's not being beaten; it's how we were beaten. I think is, yeah,
1: is that's
0: the point. That's the point. You know, I I can tell. I, I didn't actually think we would win. I, I thought when I said three two, I thought it would be three two to Liverpool. Um, but I'm just frustrated that we weren't able to kind of try and match them as best we could or compete. I, I think I think a lot of players will come off the pitch thinking, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give it all. I didn't give it my all today, which is which is a bit frustrating. Well, and and it's one of those things. That it's difficult to kind of put your finger on how. Emery sort of changes it really. And and mm. I suppose the, the good the good thing is we now have, and I've never said this before in my life, it's good that we've got an international break now, because it means that we do have a bit of time for what Emory mm. has a bit of time, at least the coaching staff, to to kind of pick the bones out of it and, and have a think about how it can improve, especially as we, you know, we don't know the extent of Carlos's injury. Yeah. Hopefully that'll give him enough time to recover and it's not as serious as Ming's or, or Bendia's, but given his injury record you know you do worry uh but if he you know if he, if he is out for you know a, a period of time we've got to think about that conversely well, we should have Ramsey and Moreno back after the yeah break, or at least you know getting back to full fitness so that's a big that's a huge plus really mm-hmm. um we've we've certainly missed those two we missed those two today for sure so yeah. uh yeah yeah I, I think there's you you. You know, the fact
1: that we were able to identify before the game that Villa's high line might not work great against this Liverpool team just because of what happened at Newcastle and we don't have Mings. It's going to be interesting how Emery reacts to this a bit, I think. Because it is, it it did just look a bit vulnerable today. And look, I I really like the high line. I think it works really well. And I don't want us to move away from that. But I do wonder if there's certain games where we might have to just shift a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, just because, you know, I think, um, I thought today, Liverpool, and, you know, this is where I'll give Liverpool a lot of credit. I thought their press was so well-structured and coached. They did a fantastic job. Jurgen Klopp is an incredible manager. He just is. And I thought what was happening was, in the first, this, you know, the Torres mistake at the start, that what happened was, and this was happening to Torres all day, was that, they were just like it'd be like five Liverpool players. It'd be like it th- It'd be almost like three pushing forward and two just behind. So that when Torres got the ball, he'd look to his left, but Salah had moved into a position that blocked off the passing line to Luka Dean, and then he and then at, at that moment, Torres would then have Darwin Nunes running at him, and it was like, all right, well what can he what's his passing option then because Dean's not there he's got this all this pressure on his on his bloody back from Darwin Nunes. and he can look up and there's maybe a Kamara or Douglas Suiz. but the problem was that anytime he passed it into one of them they had a player right on their back mm-hmm. plus the fact that Salah is ready to run at them and double up on it yeah. so then suddenly it's like Douglas Suiz and Kamara were constantly having yeah two or three Liverpool players, Liverpool players around them and the only way to get out of it was to either pass back again and just lump it away yeah, or one of them does a really, really, a really great British skill to somehow get away, maybe beat two players and pass it forward. Then, so
0: it was um, Liverpool, it, it, in, Liverpool in the first half. We we couldn't we couldn't basically get out of her in half. It was you know a struggle. I mean, it, yeah, it, in terms of just just passing it through the lines, we struggled. The only way that we, we it entered Liverpool's half was was basically a, a long punt forward to DRB or Watkins. Um, yeah, which was which was a bit you know we, depressing we, to see.
1: Which I think again, like you've got to give credit to Liverpool, like their their press is it was fantastic. Like, why they swarm you? It's like, wow, okay, that that, I mean, it was like it was impressive, Mm. but you know, at the same time, I think Villa sort of made a rod for their own back with that early conceded goal and not taking a chance. Like, if you just get one goal in the first half and the chances we had, we could have got one. Then it, then it asks a question, doesn't it? And Liverpool are then, like, there's always a... It just sets into your mind. You're like, oh, if, if I leave a bit of space, then maybe they'll get in behind and find the equaliser. And, you know, suddenly it gives hope to our players instead of just being a bit like, oh, we're like 2-0 down. Oh, great, 3-0 down now. Oh, whatever. It just, it it's it, you know, there are just a few things that I think made it worse than it needed to be. But, um, yeah, I think credit to Liverpool, but also, um, you know... It'd be interesting to see how, you know, we've. I think we're lucky we have a manager in Emery who is such a winner, so intelligent. He's going to sit around for two weeks now and international break stewing on this. And he ain't going to be sitting around playing Legend of Zelda, George. He ain't going to be playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Instead, he's going to be sitting around watching Newcastle and Liverpool, watching these games over and over to see what went wrong and what are the patterns in both games that are similar. And I would say, I think Torres really struggled today. Again, he's adapting to a new league. So, you know, you have to give him some leeway. And I'm not saying, I think Torres is a fantastic passer of the ball. I think he's a fantastic ball-playing defender. And I think it's a shame Mings isn't there. So that Mings maybe could have started today. Um, And I think that Torres is so effective, particularly in games where Villa are more dominant. It's just that, you know, in a few weeks' time, we've got Chelsea away, for instance. And you have to expect that at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea are probably going to have more of the ball. So it's going to be interesting then. How do we approach that game? Do we do the same thing we did against Newcastle and Liverpool? Or will Emery have like an idea that maybe, okay, we have to shift it slightly and maybe have to, I don't know, play in a slightly different way. It's going to be fascinating to see, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I think, you know, I've seen a few... And social media is is like this. I, I say this every time when I refer to uh, Twitter responses to Villa games that, you know, people fly off the handle and, and say this, that, and the other, and it's the end of the world. And, you know, Emery's a clown. and, and Finished, club. Finished, Finished club. Finished club. Bottlers, whatever. Hashtag washed, Emery washed out. Washed club. Washed club. Mid club. Um, yeah. But, but, but uh, you have to take into account the two away games we played this season against Liverpool and Newcastle. Yeah. Um, and as you say, we've got Chelsea away coming up fairly soon as well. So yeah, the fixtures haven't been that kind. I mean, granted, you know, Everton and Burnley were fairly comfortable games, and obviously the Hibs hips in the in the Conference League. But it has been a difficult start away from home for sure. Yeah, um, I think that has to be taken into account. And and yeah, we've got a few players that have come in and are bedding in and getting used to the league. As I was saying earlier, you know, it took it took uh, it took Diaz and. Nunez basically a full season to kind of settle into to, into their pattern and um, and yeah we just have to we just have to go easy on some of the players that are just joining exactly. in because it's going to take some time yeah you got to keep faith in Emery he's done nothing to suggest that we we should we should lose that faith he's a he's a top class manager as we all know so we just we just take the L and um, and we uh, we move on
1: my entire life is taking an L. <laughs> I can take one more. (laughs) All Villa, No Filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. George and I may be about to end our long
1: and unstoried relationship in this, the spicy question. And today, George, I'm asking you a question... That uh, maybe stems from me being a bit of a, for once in my life, a slight controversialist where I said that Newcastle might be flat track bullies. There might be a team that actually get found out They're not all that and that they can just demolish teams when, you know, things are going their way. But Rich still good old, good listener, good follower. Uh, hello, Rich. Said back to me on Twitter, are Villa flat track bullies? And I thought, mm, that's an interesting question. So, George, what do you say to that? uh well, you know um
0: <laughs> i i uh it's a tough one, I mean, obviously, based on the season so far as as um you know I know we're in the embryonic stage of the new season, but um obviously we struggled against the the teams it was you know we've been expected to struggle against and kind of beating the teams that we've been expected to beat, so it's kind of you know it it's it's a bit kind of par of the course really. Um, it's been unfortunate that we haven't been competitive at all against teams that we were expected to, to lose to, um, as I said, but listen, it's, 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 it's very, very early days. And I think what will be interesting about this season really is that you'll have teams in that part of the league, you know, top seven, top six teams beating each other quite regularly, I think. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we saw, Newcastle beat us quite convincingly but then Brighton beat them quite convincingly this weekend too which a lot of people might not have expected Um, you know we saw today you know Arsenal beating Man United quite dramatically but then equally Arsenal can go to Old Trafford and get beaten dramatically too so I think there'll be a lot of sort of results like that over the course of the season where you can't really determine exactly that you know this team's going to beat that team or whatever I think the two, game, the two games, the two games we played so far away from home, a definite learning curve for Emery, and he said at the, uh, in, in his post-match press conference uh, today that you know he, he put on Zaniolo and Tielemans and, and, and players like that and Duran, basically just as a bit of an experiment. Really, I think he knew the game was lost, um, uh, although he wouldn't have obviously conceded, but deep down he knew that he you know that they weren't going to come back from it so he he used it as a bit of a kind of a learning experiment to see how certain players play in certain positions towards the end of the game um which i think is sort of quite refreshing and honest i i, I guess um and uh, and yeah hopefully he he does learn something or or can or can garner some sort of information from how today panned out to to put it to the test against other big teams in the league when we when we play them you mentioned you know chelsea away coming up mm-hmm. um you know the other teams that we that we play that are towards the top end of the table. We we've got to learn from these sorts of experiences, uh, and I'm and I'm and I'm sure we will. And I think you know last season we proved that we can beat the big teams. You know we beat United at Villa Park, we beat Tottenham at, at their ground. Uh, we beat, we beat should Brighton have beat twice. beat Brighton twice. We should have beat Liverpool away. Beat Chelsea really. away. Beat Chelsea away. So you yeah. know we can do it. Yeah. We did it last season. There's no a reason why we can't do it again this season? Yeah. Um, as I said, you know, with 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 Newcastle, the, the the issue with that was, you know, Mings goes off injured, first game of the season, Walker's St James's Park, where we have a rubbish record at anyway. Mm. All those factors kind of combine to to play out in the way that it did. And at, at Anfield today, Liverpool are a much better team than they were last season. You know, the midfield that we came up against last season was, I think Henderson played, uh, I think. um uh, played. But yeah, F- F- Firmino played, and um, Fabinho, Fabiño, F- Firmino did play. Fabinho yep. did play. Milner yep. played. Yeah, you know, it's a different Liverpool team completely. You know, yeah. Suberslay, Lai looked really good. Oh, he he My looks carousel. he looks great. He looks like yeah, he's it already very good. In oh, quite, really, quite I was nicely. impressed with him. Yeah. So. You know, again, that has to be taken into account. This is what happens with kind of the so-called big teams. If, if they have one bad season, they tend to really bounce back the following season. Yeah. I mean, we'll see with Chelsea how they how they get on because that seems like a completely different sort of thing going on there. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't want to call us fast track bullies. I know on the evidence so far, maybe people might suggest that we are, but it's so early in the season for us to make that uh, assumption. There's so many more games to play. And I think the learnings from the two defeats that we've had in those against, you know, the big opposition, um, hopefully we can take forward and use it. So we do get positive results when we come against the big boys later on.
1: Yeah. I, I think the, the reason I'd, I'd raise that about Newcastle is because I don't watch them and think that they're tactically amazing. I think they're quite, they're, they're quite, they're very physical. They do. A, they're, they're quite cynical, and that they're, they, you know, Saint James's Park atmosphere is very, very like loud and quite intimidating yeah. at the moment. And that they have a capability when, when there is a slight weakness in a team or a, a disrupted moment for an opposition team, they can very you can fall apart in that kind of an atmosphere, uh, like Villa did. And but I so I would like, but when I watched me as Brighton, for instance. I just thought they were totally outplayed, like, t- like so outplayed to the point where I was like, they
0: don't, they're just, they're not all that. Like, but I mean, look, if you look at their back four yesterday, it's not, it's just not. That target good. Dan Byrne, no. Fabian Share, and Trippier was their yeah. back four. I mean, yeah, it's on paper, it's, <laughs> it's not setting the world alight, is it?
1: No, and I, and I, and then when they play teams like a City. Or a Liverpool or an Arsenal, they just don't really get they don't look that good ever. After even when they did really well last season, I didn't think I didn't and I, and I think they were riding away from momentum and Eddie Howe did coach them well and all that. But I think this season, you know, they had the, the winning against Villa, but then three straight losses. Now, so what I'm you know, they've had some difficult fixtures since then, you know, in fairness, like you know, Brighton, City and Liverpool, you know, it's mm. not the easiest. But oh I, I don't know, and so I guess when it comes to Villa, I, I don't... What, what I've seen of Villa since Emery came in, I don't, I just don't think we're flat-track bullies because I think there's going to be so many... There might be a Newcastle fan who listens to this and is like, this guy ain't got a clue what he's going on about. Base, <laughs> like, base wanker! Um, but no, I just think that... Um, I, I just think Villa, like we... I don't feel like we just bully teams. I think it tends to be like we just totally cut them apart and outplay them and... You know, it's not really about like physical domination. It's more no, like, which is why I think Zaniolo is a good, a good, and... a
0: good, buy because because yeah. we don't, you know, we're not the biggest, we're not the strongest. Um, so you know, we, we that that signing probably does help. And but but you're right, it does play at the moment. We play we play to our strengths, which is kind of a, more of a kind of a passing game, and rather than a sort of. We're... We're like Lucha Libre wrestlers. We're, like, <laughs> yeah. we're really quick and
1: flip around and quite short of stature. Whereas like Newcastle are more like, you know, the big physical unit who comes into the ring and just smashes everyone apart. But every now and again, they come up against a Lucha Libre wrestler and they just get, you know, they, they they run through their legs, or they get <laughs> flip flopped yeah. into the ropes. Six one nine from Rey Mysteria. <laughs> sorry about this prolonged wrestling reference. And sorry if you don't list watch wrestling. Yeah, uh, what have you been doing for the last thirty years of your life? <laughs> um, probably like having a good life, actually. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just I, I don't think Villa are a flat travellers. I think we 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 are a very I think we are a very good football team. Um, you know, as we've proven. A lot of times under Emery, um, but we've just had two shocking—you know, well not shocking, but just too bad for the games. Yeah, yeah disappointing yeah. games. Where um, against Newcastle, it was just a bit of a, you know, whatever. Whereas I think Liverpool, it was it was just too casual, wasn't it? Yeah. It was too like it was like a cricket match in the first half. Anfield was quiet. No one really had to run around that fast. Um, uh, no, no, and Freddie Flintoff could have walked out into the centre circle and hit a few sixes you know the sun was shining um, so yeah, um, I, I yeah it, mm.
0: it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the villa that we've become accustomed to see no. I, I was no. watching it thinking we're going to wake up now we're going to yeah. like you know we, let's 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 stop let's stop just playing this way we just wake up snap out of it and it never yeah. really happened which was yeah as I say disappointing but um, we've got the international break now as I say and um we'll get it
1: right well you know I don't like international
0: breaks I don't know I don't know the point who cares really okay thank you everybody for listening I've been your host George Linsky catch you later Frankie in a bit George up the mighty villa up the mighty villa and it is goodbye from me to uh, we'll be back again soon probably over the international break actually but until then come on super Aston Villa